0: You are listening to She Speaks by The Great Canadian Woman. The Great Canadian Woman makes waves, she moves mountains, and she blazes trails. This podcast is a compilation of inspirational Canadian women sharing their message, their insight, their experience, and their expertise. and compassion strength and softness pride and humility independence and connectedness the great canadian woman unites us by both our similarities and our differences and this is where we listen learn connect and grow you can learn more about our publishing opportunities events and how to be a contributor on the she speaks podcast or blog by visiting www.thegreatcanadianwoman.ca
1: yourself saying, when I lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 10 pounds, then I will buy those jeans I love, get in more pictures with my family, fit into my wedding dress, or just feel better about myself. Now, what do all of these statements have in common? Delayed happiness. Now, is it actually possible to be happy with ourselves, with who we are and in the body we have now? Now, I don't mean that we can't have health and weight loss goals. I mean more, can we be happy with who we are no matter what size we are, no matter how many hairs you have on your chin or how gray your hair is rapidly growing? I know the food that we put in our body and exercise can be good for our mental and physical health, but I'm talking more about the mindset, the inner workings, how we feel on the inside and the quality of our thoughts and the ways that we can challenge our thinking about how we feel about our bodies. I truly believe that if you can't find a way to feel good about yourself at 200 pounds, then you still won't find happiness with yourself at 130 pounds. Why not? Because you're finding happiness on something external that is always changing. Our bodies are aging, they're they're expanding, they're getting smaller, they're getting stronger, they're getting weaker. It's not something that we can actually control, even though we've been convinced that we have 100% absolute control over our bodies. But our bodies are not static. So can we find other ways to determine our self-worth other than the number on a scale? Or the size of our clothes? I hope so. In today's episode, I hope to challenge some of the negative habits and thoughts that you might have or not even know you have regarding your body. And I hope to inspire you to give you strategies to start determining your self worth for who you are on the inside and not on the outside. So, who the hell am I to be talking about this? <laughs> well, my name is Amyn Hansen and I'm a style coach and I help women unapologetically dress the bodies they have now and to rewrite their own style rules. However, I'm not here to talk about style or clothes. Today I'm here to talk to you about your self-worth and your own body image. Now you might be thinking, oh, what the hell? What does this have to do with personal style? Well, from my standpoint and my experience, everything. It will not matter what you put on your body. If you feel like crap on the inside, you're gonna feel like crap on the outside. And if you don't like who you are or what you look like, then it is gonna show on the outside. So we need to look inside first. I use my background in psychology because I want to help women get to the root of why they put limitations on themselves and why they always feel like they're not enough just the way they are. And I use my background in education to teach women that they can have self-love and self-acceptance or body freedom and that they deserve to feel happy in their own skin. Now, you might not love your body today, and maybe you can start at a place of respect or neutrality first, and then maybe acceptance and love might come later. It is my life's purpose to challenge the way women think about what they deem as imperfections and learn to embrace them instead. I want future generations to not have to battle with having a negative self-body image. I don't want women to have fat phobia and to automatically think that fat is a negative thing or that it automatically means you're unhealthy or undesirable. I want to live in a world where our size and the number on a scale does not even factor in a little bit on our self-worth. Do you think that's an unreasonable expectation? It may seem so with all the shame marketing we receive from the multi-billion dollar beauty and health and fitness industries that profit from our insecurities. They're the ones that are feeding us this in order to profit. An example, cellulite. It doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't hurt to have cellulite. 90% of women have it, but all of a sudden, some companies started to convince us that it's something that we shouldn't have and we need to buy their creams to get rid of it. What if someday they go after our belly buttons? What if a company All of a sudden decides belly buttons, (laughs) you don't really need that anymore and it is really ugly. Here's this cream to get rid of it. Save the belly buttons, save the cellulite. Anyway, I think you get what I'm saying. I want women to have self-love and compassion and eat and exercise because it comes from a place of love, not loathing or wanting to look like some ideal that our culture tells them that they need to look like. I want you to give up on the project of making your bodies to look more desirable, and instead work on the project of loving yourself the way you are. So as a style coach, I don't want to slap on band-aids and sell you on the idea that wearing a cute outfit is automatically going to change your inner thoughts. I want to get to the root so that real change and confidence can happen. I feel that if I can inspire women to have a healthier body image, then that change will spill over into other areas of their life. Sometimes we get so busy building our careers, having babies, putting our careers on hold, having more babies, running household errands, then all of a sudden we don't recognize ourselves anymore. We don't know who we are. So we start to look for validation and self-worth in the wrong places. We generally, in this day and age, look to social media. Then we start to compare ourselves to the images of a perfect life or a perfect body This is not the place to start. So today I want to share some tips on how to love yourself, embrace and embrace yourself more. So I'm going to go over 10 tips to start valuing valuing who you are on the inside rather than the outside. The first thing is to stop giving away your power. Have the things that people have said about your body in the past become the words you say to yourself now? So many determine their body image based on the words of others. Women internalize everything, so we tend to internalize every word said about how we look. Now, I don't blame us. Words have power, even the words we say to ourselves. Our thoughts and beliefs tell a story. You can choose to believe, or you can challenge those beliefs, because you get to decide what you think about yourself and your body. No one else gets to define your worth or happiness other than you, because people are jerks. (laughs) <laughs> and they will continue to be jerks. So don't give the jerks your power. Is jerks even a word anymore? Does anybody even say that? <laughs> Am I aging myself? <laughs> anyway, take your power back. Once you change the things you say and believe about yourself, you will open the doors for more happiness and positive change. Second thing is I want you to say positive affirmations to yourself every day. I want you to do it until they become automatic. They become an automatic thought so you don't even have to make yourself do it anymore. Because you know what? They drown out that inner critic of yours. Trust me, it's harder for that inner critic to have a voice at the same time when you're saying positive things to yourself. This may be harder than you think. So start small and pick one thing you love and then start to expand your affirmations. It's like a muscle you have to practice and stretch. It will get easier the more you do it. The third thing is, I want you to do some mirror work. I want you to stand in front of the mirror, naked, in your underwear, and get comfortable with your body in all its glory. We sometimes avoid really seeing ourselves in the mirror. We don't see something on a regular basis, then it can seem foreign or distorted to us when we see it. So the more we see something, the more we can start to accept it and get to know it and learn about it. I want you to know that we have been conditioned to believe that there's something wrong with our bodies and that we have to fix it. Your body does not care about the current beauty ideals. Your body just wants to survive and be healthy and do body things like hike with your family, dance with your partner, dance with your children. Those parts that you think are flaws, ask yourself why? Was it from a nasty comment someone made to you in the past? If so, remember, that's their own issue. It doesn't have to be yours. You have the power to send love to those parts that you think are imperfect. They are still you and deserve love and compassion. The fourth thing is get in the pictures. How many here avoid getting in pictures or when you do, you pick out all the things you think are wrong about yourself? Why? What purpose does this serve? In reality, you're you're robbing yourself and others of a happy memory that they can look back on. Your loved ones want to see you with them in the pictures. I had a friend whose mother always refused to get in pictures their whole life because she hated to see herself in them. However, when her husband passed away, she had no pictures of herself with him or in any family photos. It was too late. She was filled with regret, and now her daughter doesn't have any pictures of her parents together alive. So when that inner critic raises it, its ugly head, remember a picture is 2D and we are 3D beings. The picture does not fully capture everything we are as a person. When you see yourself in a picture, I want you to remember the joy you felt in that moment. Focus on the experience and memory instead because looking back later in life, that is all that is gonna truly matter to you. Number five, stop basing your self-worth on a number or a scale. Have you ever looked at the number on a scale and immediately felt your stomach drop, and then feel like shit for the rest of the day. Am I allowed to say shit? (laughs) Anyway, if you stand on a scale every day, and your children sees a smile or frown on your face based on that number, ask yourself, what is that teaching them? So just stop. Throw out the scale. It truly means nothing. It's a goddamn number. You're so much more than that number, so don't let it rule you. So think about what else could define your happiness or version of success instead. Measure it by looking at how much energy you have. Look at how many times you smiled or laughed that day. List how many things you're grateful for in your life. When you really get to the root, can a number truly be the thing that measures our feelings of success or self-worth? The number on the scale does not make you a good or bad person. So take away its power over you. The sixth thing is stop engaging in body shaming with others. We are who and what we surround ourselves with. So if you surround yourself with people who shame others and themselves, then this is what you will be and continue to attract. So if you wanna feel and attract more positivity, then start to pay attention to the people, images and words that you surround yourself with. The diet culture is so ingrained in our social DNA that it is not uncommon for me to hear, I'm not buying that shirt until I lose 10 pounds, or I'm not drinking any more wine until I can fit into my clothes again, at a social gathering. Women love to talk about all the ways they're trying to lose weight. Sometimes we feel like we need to join in that conversation to fit in. Don't, it feeds into the belief that we always have to be working on our bodies and that it's a socially acceptable thing. So how else can we make these changes? Unfollow people that perpetuate the belief that we have to change the way we look in order to feel valued and worthy. Don't support businesses that make profits from your insecurities. If they are telling you that you need to join their gym to get into a bathing suit or wedding dress, then don't reinforce that message with your money. We are always bathing suit ready. If family members are openly body shaming you, then tell them that our bodies are not open for discussion, period. If friends start to engage in body shaming themselves, don't engage, change the conversation to something that is more meaningful instead. If you have children, then trust me when I say that they're always watching and hearing you. They look to you to model a healthy body image and future conversations they will have with themselves about their bodies. Don't say anything to yourself that you wouldn't want your child to say about themselves. It is right here that change can happen. Let's not have another generation succumb to eating disorders and having an unhealthy body image. Seven, stop saying you're sorry. (laughs) Why are women always apologizing? Stop apologizing for your pimples, for your not-so-perfect hair or crooked tooth, For your pale skin or the bags under your eyes, stop apologizing for looking like you. Remember, words have power. I've been greeted by so many women or watched so many videos that start off with an apology for the way they look at that moment. Do men start videos by saying, sorry for the bags under my eyes? Hell no. So why do we we feel the need to apologize for the way we look? You're not going to offend someone with that lone hair growing on your chin or the pimple growing on your nose, chances are they're not even going to notice. The eighth thing is to replace the energy you put into hiding your body into accepting it. I spent so many years hiding what I thought was one of my biggest flaws. I have a big, dark birthmark on my leg. It may seem silly, but I can remember always being ashamed of it and wanting to hide it since I was a little kid. I remember saying many times in my life, when I become an adult, I will pay to have it removed, but I didn't. I still chose to keep hiding it from others. How dare I offend someone with a brown mark on my leg? Really? When I put it this way, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. But the feelings were very real and ingrained in me. I always had to wear t-shirts or shorts when I put on a bathing suit. I put so much energy into fear and shame regarding it. But when I started on my own journey of self-acceptance and body freedom, I decided to stop hiding it so I can take that negative energy away that I had created around it and being more present in the moment. I no longer had to worry about hiding it or feeling shame over it. It was absolutely freeing. Take my birthmark and replace it with something you think is a flaw on your body and do the same. Think about all the other things you could be doing with your energy instead of feeling shame or trying to hide it. You don't want to look back on your life in 20 years and think about all the time you spent hiding what you think are flaws or waiting until someday to feel happy in your own skin. Take a hard look in how you have Limited things in your life, all because you didn't like something about yourself. Choose to channel your energy into more positive things and experiences instead. Maybe if we didn't hide all the things we thought were flaws, then maybe we could inspire others to do the same. We often see unrealistic versions of perfect and feel that that is what we need to look like or to compare ourselves to. But if we saw more normalized, real bodies, then we would stop feeling so ashamed of our own. The ninth thing is get rid of the clothes that don't fit you. (laughs) You know those ones that fit your pre-baby or a few years ago but no longer do body? Now, if you don't want to get rid of them completely, then pack them away so they are out of your line of sight. They are taking up physical and mental space. They can give you a small jolt of negative self-talk or be a source of guilt for not losing that weight. Maybe you've kept some to have as a goal outfit. You may think that this is a positive thing, but to me, it seems it motivates you to be a certain size rather than to exercise and eat healthy because it comes from a place of love and respect. Can you see the difference between those two intentions? You can still be healthy and not fit into your old clothes. Have you ever said that you will buy new clothes when you lose weight? This limitation says that you don't deserve clothes that fit the body you have now. To me, this is a form of self-punishment, or withholding, withholding happiness until you look a certain way. This is not a good path to having a healthy body image. We always deserve clothes that fit us and make us feel good. And the last thing I wanna to mention to you is to unlearn your definition of beauty. Ask yourself what your current definition of beauty is. Can you define it? Is it having a certain hair color? Maybe it's having blemish-free tan skin or having full lips and full hips. Now ask yourself, where did you get this definition? Has it been from the images that have been marketed to you by the beauty industry? You know they make millions selling us products that fix our acne, reduce wrinkles, or hide our gray. Now I'm not saying that any of these products are bad. I most likely might use some, but what I want you to know in the back of your head is that you've been influenced to believe that the absence of flaws is the definition of beauty. Let's go back to your definition. Is it having a certain size waist or having a toned body or maybe having less cellulite? Again, ask yourself where this definition came from. Is it from the highly edited pictures that were shown in fashion magazines? Is it from the diet industry that makes money from keeping you obsessed with the number of the pounds you lose? Not that losing weight is a bad thing. You just need to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons, not to achieve a definition of beauty being fed to by the people who profit from it. I don't want to sound all doom and gloom and make you feel bad for going to the gym or eating healthy or putting on makeup i just want you to question your standards of beauty is it even realistic or desirable so i hope today i helped inspire you to embrace yourself for who you are today not your past or future self i want you to love and respect who you are no matter your size or what you deem as flaws sometimes our biggest critic is ourselves and we can hold ourselves back from happiness because of some unreasonable expectation or limitations we put on ourselves. Start with one of my tips today and I believe you will start to see a difference.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the She Speaks podcast by The Great Canadian Woman. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite player so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails.